Welcome back to History List. From Panama to Peru, the story of independence turns on one name, Simón Bolívar. Spain had been in charge of much of the New World for centuries. The wealth they brought back was so great it accidentally led to inflation and a recession. There were few significant rivals, after all. The Portuguese, most obviously, had Brazil. But the rest of South and Central America, and much of the Caribbean and North America, was Spain's. In 1800, nearly all the land, from California and Florida to Tierra del Fuego, was a Spanish dominion. The French were quickly losing ground, as we saw with Louverture, and the newly formed United States posed little immediate threat on the eastern seaboard. The British, meanwhile, were all the way up in Canada, excepting a few Caribbean islands and small outposts. The crack-up, therefore, came from within. Simone Bolivar was born in 1783 in Caracas to a well-off family and raised to be a member of the upper class. He spent two years as a teenager in Spain studying military tactics. He even witnessed Napoleon's coronation as King of Italy during his European travels. By his early 20s, he'd returned to Venezuela, and his life as a revolutionary began soon after. Between 1811 and 1818, Venezuela continually, it seemed, tried to split off and form an independent republic. Each attempt had Bolivar as a principal player. But it was the period from 1819 to 1821 when the real successes came. Besides Venezuela, all of New Granada was liberated, covering Panama, Colombia, and Venezuela, and by the mid-1820s, Ecuador and Peru. The new megastate was the Republic of Gran Colombia, and Bolivar was its president. By 1825, they'd named Bolivia after him. In a few short years, Spain had lost a vast section of its territory. Brazil, in the same period, also gained its independence from Portugal. And in Central America, Mexico became independent from Spain as well. The European influence on South American continent had taken a dramatic turn. Only the small South American outposts of Guyana and Suriname were still colonized, by the mid-19th century, and in Central America, there was only Belize. Spain was on the run. By the end of the century, when the rest of the Europeans began carving up Asia and Africa, the Spanish lost their few remaining colonial possessions, such as Cuba and the Philippines. Returning to what was happening in Gran Colombia, however, Bolivar found himself a sort of supreme leader with increasingly shaky authority. The experiment of the mega-state did not last, as uprisings became frequent. Venezuela, in 1830, became independent, and actually banished their native hero, Bolivar, el libertador. The same year, the nation he'd led fell apart into separate states precursors of the nations in the region today. Strong men continued to have an outsized influence on the region for decades after, even centuries. 
For Bolivar, after stepping down from his failed presidency, he died the same year from tuberculosis. He was only 47. While Gran Colombia was not a success, his legacy as the man who freed the people of South America from the Spanish was still respected. This independence was complicated. While much of Asia and Africa were falling victim to European colonization, the Central and South American nations often walked a fine line between emulating Europe and developing their own cultures and national identities. One consideration was the complex racial hierarchies they inherited from the Spanish Empire. Blacks were at the bottom of the social ladder, then mulattoes, then mestizos, then native-born pure Spanish, then Spanish-born Spanish. And this is just the simplified version. Like the rest of the Americas, they had to abolish slavery as well. Places like Colombia finally got rid of the practice in 1851. Bolivar's home state of Venezuela followed a few years later, in 1854. It is notable that El Libertador did not extend his liberation to those who were enslaved. With the upheaval caused by Bolivar, we wind up the age of the revolutions in the Americas, setting up the socio-political dynamics for the next few hundred years right up to the present. Next time on History List, we turn to the world of science and one of the major names in the Industrial Revolution who significantly increased the modern dependence on electricity.